You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. As yoga teachers, we are creatives. Whether you come to your teaching from a science-based perspective, a philosophy perspective, an eclectic perspective, mystical, or a blend, your job as a yoga teacher is to curate elements of this incredibly complex system and organize it into a way that makes sense for you and is useful for those you're teaching. This is incredibly creative work. And for most of us, there comes a time that we realize we need more support more help in order to step into the next phase of of this creativity. And there's lots of ways to do that, but one of the most helpful is to hire a virtual assistant or a VA. As a side note, I'm not implying that folks, the folks we hire don't also get to be creative. They might have a completely different form of creativity that complements your teaching. So what is a VA? VA stands for virtual assistant, and some VAs help with simple tasks like data entry, customer service, or scheduling. Some help with more specialized tasks like social media, web design, copywriting, and some do a variety based on the specific needs of the employer. You might even train them yourself. In this episode, I'm gonna share what I've learned from my own experience in hiring a virtual assistant, several, and what I've learned as I watch my clients, students, and colleagues hire their own virtual assistants. I also want to give a shout out to my friend and my student and client, Jesby Walia. Some of the ideas included in this episode are inspired by an article that she and I collaborated on, which lives on my website and I'll link to in the show notes. Jesby is a yoga teacher who specializes in burnout prevention for successful women. She also works as a virtual assistant while her yoga business is in a more beginning phase. If you're interested in finding out more information about Jesby or you want to explore becoming a client, you can reach out to Jesby through her website, jesbyyoga.com. That's J-U-Z-B-I yoga.com. All right, here are the topics I'm going to share on today's episode. Why would you hire a VA? Are you ready to hire a VA? How would you know if you're ready? If you are ready, how would you go about finding one? What to look for in a VA and how to onboard your new VA? So let's start with why, why hire a VA? Running a business in 2022 is complicated. It's definitely complicated compared to 10 years ago. And hiring a VA will allow you to outsource some of the more repetitive or draining tasks to free up your mental energy to focus on the work that you really wanna be doing. Now that's not to say that you're pawning the worst of your tasks off on someone else. It allows for tasks that are more draining for you to be taken on by someone who thrives in that space. For example, you might be drained by customer service because it's your business and the interactions feel really personal to you. But for somebody else, it's very easy. Or perhaps tasks like design or writing might feel like it's not your zone of genius, your strong suit, and someone else may love doing them and feel like, yeah, that is where they thrive. Ideally, you're looking for a relationship that's win-win, mutually beneficial, where both of you are really happy to be doing what you're doing and working together. 
on a business that is meaningful and fulfilling. Hiring a VA can improve the quality of your work. It can expand the number of people that you serve. It can reduce stress, improve your quality of life, and it can help you remember why you started teaching in the first place. So I hope that you are on the same page with me that, wow, hiring a VA would be amazing, but you may not know if you're ready or not because not everybody is in the position to hire a VA. Not everybody is in the position to really take best advantage of hiring one. So in my experience, it's generally best to hire a VA before you feel totally ready. Because if you wait until it's a dire need, you will actually have wasted a lot of time and energy on tasks that could have been uh, taken off your plate and, and you could have been supported. The timing exactly for when to hire a VA, that's going to vary based on your personal circumstances. So I can't give you a really specific formula, but I'm going to do my best to give you some guidelines. Most businesses lose money for the first three to five years. And that's a kind of a harsh reality that I think most yoga teachers don't think about when they first start teaching. They think, oh, I'm going to go through teacher training. I'm going to become a yoga teacher. I'm going to start earning a living teaching. And what happens is that they recognize, okay, first of all, it's really hard to find enough work working for somebody else to make my actual living teaching. But if you're trying to run your own business, do you have the outside resources to fund this business? Now, if you happen to have those outside resources, maybe you're coming from uh, a lucrative career and you're retired and you have some funds, you could hire a VA whenever you want to. <laughs> However, it's my recommendation that new yoga teachers don't think of teaching as a business and don't even worry about making money until they've been teaching about two years and leave class about 80% of the time thinking, yeah, that was really good. I feel really good about that. Now, that's just one measure of kind of the first step in starting to know when it's the right time to think about your teaching as a business. But here's the thing. The reason that I'm putting it out there in this way is that if you don't have confidence in your own teaching and you're trying to make it a business, your business is going to struggle. You have to build your teaching skills first. Now, that's not to say that you need to feel confident 100% of the time. That's why I'm saying, you know, 80% of the time, if you don't feel confident in your classes 80% of the time, then it might be better to invest your funds in therapy, frankly. Now, that's beyond the scope of this episode, but I did want to give a quick and clear benchmark for when you might want to start thinking of your teaching as a business and considering hiring a VA. Of course, there are many yoga teachers who wait way, way longer than two years, and that makes total sense to me as well. The first time that you start to treat your teaching as a business, you probably won't have the budget to hire right away. I know that most yoga teachers rely on their business to pay their bills, and that means that that is the first priority, right? We have to live. So the challenge, though, with this is it means you're draining the profits from your business every month, and then you don't have anything left to reinvest. I totally understand this predict predicament. I was in it for a really long time. So I'll talk a little bit later about ways that you might be able to work through that predicament and get to a place of, of hiring somebody to help you. 
But before I go there, let's talk about what it actually means to make a profit, because I think sometimes we're not super clear on what that means. We think, oh, if I'm taking money home, that's profit. That's not profit. At the end of the year, if there's money left in your business account that you did not transfer to your personal account, that is profit. The money that you leave in your business, that's the only thing that's profit. Anything that you take home is actually uh, an expense, just like your continuing education is an expense, your marketing is an expense, your salary is also an expense to your business. So like I said, for the most part, you need to have some profit in order to hire a VA, but you likely won't have enough buffer, enough profit that it's going to be comfortable. It's probably going to feel a little scary and like a leap of faith. Will the work the VA does really save you enough time and energy to justify the cost? I hired my first VA to help with the podcast because tasks with publishing each episode started to feel overwhelmingly like a burden. And I hired for somebody for just a few hours a week. At the time, my business was not making enough money to really justify it, but I knew that I couldn't keep up with the podcast without help, and I felt really committed. And I had a strong vision for what I wanted to do with the podcast. So my point is that just because it feels scary, it's not automatically a sign that you're not ready. It's normal for it to feel a little scary, and we'll go into some more details about that later in the episode. So if you've come to a place in your business where you know you could really use some help, you've evaluated your finances and you see that there is some potential, some wiggle room there, the next thing to look at is to make sure that you are actually working in a way that maximizes your time and energy already without hiring the VA, meaning that if you are not organized and you're kind of mishmashy, you're going to struggle to supervise the VA well. They are going to take their clue from you. It's going to be very difficult for a VA to kind of come in and organize you. Maybe some magical unicorn VA could do that, but mostly you have to manage them. So you need to be able to manage yourself first. So what does that mean? It means you have a strategy for your business that you could communicate to someone else. You have systems that keep you organized that you could bring somebody else into. And you know at least roughly the goals that you're working towards. If you do believe that you have these pieces in place, you might want to do a time tracking audit and make a list of all the tasks that you do for your business in a given week or month. For time tracking, I like to use a time tracking app. There's a ton of them out there. They're all pretty similar. I don't have one that I recommend above others. And you will probably need to pay a few bucks, like, I don't know, five bucks for them or something. You could also do your time tracking with pen and paper if you're more comfortable with that. It will take a bit more time and effort to do it that way. But that might be worthwhile if the thought of learning a new app is really off-putting for you and would make you delay the project. So what you'll do for a time tracking audit is write down or record every time that you switch tasks, what task you just did and how long you spent on it. It can feel a bit arduous, but it's so, so worth it. It provides so much insight at the end. 
At the end of the week, I recommend doing it for about a week, you will have a list of everything that you did that week and also the ability to figure out how much time you spent on each task. This is a great way to get started with a list of tasks that might be good to hand off to a VA. But you also want to see here your own habits and patterns and efficiency. If you notice that you are task switching frequently, meaning that you're moving from one type of work to another type of work, like teaching a class and then billing and then writing emails and then doing accounting all on the same day, that likely means that you have a lot of room for improvement in how you organize your schedule before you want to bring somebody else on board and pay them. If you add up the tasks that you would really like to hand off to somebody else and they make up at least two or three hours a week, then that's a good sign that a VA might be helpful for you. Then obviously you have to determine a budget because VA prices, they range a great, great deal. And as with most things, you generally get what you pay for. It's important to know that the fewer hours per week you use their services, the more they have to charge you per hour because it takes time for them to communicate and bill you. And the more clients they have, the more work that is. So it's not a direct hour per hour amount of work for them. There's some other work built into having a client. I mentioned earlier that I would talk about what to do if you are ready for a VA, you believe you could really use a VA, but your financial situation does not make that realistic. If you're in that situation, then working on your time management is a really great way to free up some space in your schedule and even free up mental energy. When we use effective time management systems, it actually frees up more than just time, it frees up energy too. And improving your time management systems can be really low cost, like the cost of a book. I recommend the book Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. Now, as you read it, it may come off as a little bit privileged, <laughs> like some of the things he recommends are things that are not possible for someone without a lot of money. But there's also so many gems in there, so many amazing ways of thinking about and looking at productivity that will be beneficial and are 100% free. I think it's totally worth it. Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. I'll include that link in the show notes. Once you have really worked on your productivity systems, then see if it's possible to shift your schedule where you could replace a few hours of admin work with teaching another class. So for example, if you can teach a class, an extra class per week at $100, that could probably pay for about 12 hours a month of VA support. So by teaching one extra class, it could free up three to four hours for paying somebody else to do admin work. And that might be really worth it for you to be able to let go of some of the work that isn't fun for you, doesn't feed you or nourish you, and focus more on the stuff that you really love to do. The next thing to do before hiring a VA is to check in with your mindset around the project. Whenever we make big changes, uncomfortable thoughts are almost guaranteed, especially when it comes to money. 
But having those uncomfortable thoughts and reactions and emotions unexamined can slow us down and hold us back. Some common fear-based thoughts that might hinder your ability to hire a VA include worry about losing control over your business, worry that your VA won't be able to do the same quality of work as you do, that your perception among your students will kind of be diminished. Maybe you're afraid of sharing access to your inbox or social media accounts. You might have some privacy concerns or just uncertainty about what it would even look like to delegate tasks. And that uncertainty, I feel like that's the key, that inability to picture what the relationship will look like. That's the core pattern. The best way, of course, to get past it is to make it known by getting started. If you do notice that you have some of these fears or stories around hiring a VA or others, I think knowing about them and being aware of them is really the first step. I also recommend creating some kind of mantra or soothing phrase whenever you notice the fear cropping up. For example, something like, I don't know what this will look like, but I will learn as I go. This kind of growth mindset, this willingness to step into something unknown is going to really support you over the long run because that is how you learn. <laughs> that is how you start to know what things are going to look like. Another recommendation is to spend time regularly thinking about and visualizing what you're trying to create with your work. What's your bigger vision? You could do this, for example, during your meditation time. I wouldn't necessarily make this your entire meditation, but it would it would fit nicely with that time of sitting quietly by yourself. And as you're thinking about this big vision that you have, you want to ask yourself, could I possibly do this alone? And then would I want to? Would I want to do this alone? Would I prefer to do this alone? And if you do, then that's great clarity and go for it. But if you believe that your life will be more connected and fulfilling if you have help, then that's good insight too. So if you're clear that you really want to hire a VA, you've monitored and cleaned up your own work habits so you feel confident that you're working pretty efficiently, you've determined where the budget's going to come from, and while you might feel a bit nervous, your mindset's generally in a good place around the idea of hiring a VA. If all these things are checked off, you are ready to talk about how to hire a VA, where to find one. A good step to start with is to get clear on what you want them to do. And this is where you would go back to that task list from the time tracking audit that I talked about earlier. I do guide the students inside my online course, Flight School, step-by-step -step through doing their own time tracking project but you could definitely figure out how to do this on your own. When it comes to hiring a VA, it is really awesome to be able to find somebody with the exact skills you're already looking for. And I also believe that consistency, honesty, and reliability are more important than a specific skill set. Because if you're passing tasks onto, v onto your VA that you are currently doing, it means in theory you could teach them. They might not do it as quickly as you, they might not do it as well, but they are freeing you up to do what you do even better. The big challenge is that skills are easy to test, but honesty, consistency, and reliability, 
they're almost impossible to know ahead of time. So there's a saying when it comes to hiring that says hire fast and fire faster. The way that I interpret this is to think of any time that you hire someone as their first 90 days or so being a trial and to make that really clear so that if somebody doesn't work out, if their consistency or their reliability isn't what you need, then you can part ways gracefully and move on to the next person. Once you know what you're looking for, it's time to start reaching out. And there's three main sources that I would look at for hiring a VA. A VA agency, your personal network, or perhaps a hiring website like Indeed or Upwork. And I'll share some pros and cons for each of these. The VA agency, I've never personally used one. I have friends who have and have had mixed experiences. The pros of using an agency is that in general, you're going to get a VA that is already trained, hopefully in the tasks you're looking for, and they're also being supervised by somebody other than you. This means that their performance in working for you is reflecting on a full-time job versus you just being one client of many. Also, they don't have to do billing themselves, so they can spend more of the time that you are paying them actually working on the tax tasks that you need done. However, the hourly rate for a VA agency is definitely going to be higher than the rate for an independent virtual assistant. Next option is your personal network, where I believe you're more likely to find a VA with shared values and perhaps the budget you're looking for, because there will be more of a variety of budgets, I think, available within your personal network, a VA agency is going to have set rates. Whereas if you reach out independently, then you can set your own rate. However, if your personal network isn't connected with the type of people that you're looking for, then you might not get a lot of applicants or you might get applicants that aren't a good fit for you. The next possibility is to use a hiring website, which will likely get you a ton of applicants, which might be a good thing and it might be a lot of work to look through them. On the positive side, if you're looking for specific skill sets, you can use keywords to advertise them. And at the same time, there's I don't think there's anything stopping people who don't have those skill sets from applying anyway, but hopefully the hiring website has some easy ways of filtering by skill set. Of these three sources, I'd personally start with your personal network because it's free and low effort. Before you make a public announcement, think about contacting a few people who are well-connected and ask them if they know anyone who would fit the skills that you need. A personal referral is a great place to start. If personal referrals don't pan out quickly, let's say within a week, then put it out more publicly, like sending an email to your list and posting on social media. One thing I've learned the hard way is don't drag out the hiring process and overthink your decision. One time I spent two months finding the right candidate only to have them not work out. If you do have the tendency to overthink things, see if you can get somebody to help you, whether you pay a recruiter or just ask a friend or a partner to help you. Then consolidate your candidates down to three people that you want to interview and then set these up as soon as possible. I suggest setting them up 30 minutes back to back which forces you to hold to the interview time. And if you find one candidate you like, you can either give them a trial project right away or you could set up a second interview with them. And if you find more than one of those three that you like, you could do two second interviews or three, two trial projects or three. 
The trial projects is a great way to see how you work together, how they work in general, and the skill set that they're claiming to have. You'll definitely want to pay them for the trial project, whatever you are planning to pay them afterwards. So you'll need to budget that in, and that might be a factor in how many people you offer a trial project to. So hopefully you can find a VA through your personal network using this strategy. And if you don't, or you're in a hurry, then you might use a VA agency instead. Once you've hired your first VA, it's time to onboard them, meaning it's time to get them used to working with you, used to working with your business. Unfortunately, as awesome as it would be, a random person usually can't drop into your business and just kind of make sense of it. You're going to need to train them. This is where the homework you did getting clear about the tasks you want them to do is really going to pay off. Start by prioritizing what's most important and train them in the most important pieces first. Then also think about what are the simplest and most foundational tasks that would help your VA learn more about your business in general so that they will do a better job with everything. Some of the details that you need to work out for onboarding, how you're going to communicate with your VA, how you're going to keep your tasks organized, what kind of schedule you're going to have with them, and you'll want to create a simple contract. So let's talk about communication. Use whatever types of communication work best for you. Do you like email, texting, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, some other app? I personally use a task management system called Asana, not to be confused with Asana of the yoga practice, but it is spelled the same way. Asana is a project management system, and that's what we use to stay organized. I also use an app called Voxer, which is a voice slash walkie-talkie and texting app. It's a really flexible app, which is what I like about it. And I like to use it for time-sensitive communication and also when I'm just wanting to kind of talk through things. We do also use Google Drive for more long-term storage of documents. So that's how my team and I communicate and stay organized. The next step is to make sure that you are in agreement about how many hours per week, minimum and maximum, they're going to work. Some VAs will be very flexible and just do the work as you assign it. Other VAs are going to reserve specific times of the week, let's say Thursdays from 2 to 5 for you, which means in that case, you would have to have tasks prepared for them prior to that. Some VAs will require you to commit to a certain number of hours and that you pay them whether you use those hours or not, while others are more flexible and will have you pay as you go. You as the employer can certainly propose what you want, but it's important that your VA feels good about the way that you have it set up. Finally, think about how you're going to pay your VA. You can pay them using PayPal, using a business account. You could write them a check, or if your bank has the feature, you could pay them via direct deposit from your bank to theirs. That third option is what I do. I use a bank called Novo. It's a fully online bank designed for small business. And the reason that I went with them is because my old bank, it was really hard and awkward, and there was tons of limitations on sending electronic payments directly from one bank account to another, but Novo made that easy. So I'll include a link to them in the show notes in case you don't have a business bank account yet, or you're looking to switch. One service I do not recommend using for paying your VA is Venmo because 
business Venmo accounts are only for receiving money. There's no way to pay from your business using Venmo as far as I know. I spent hours trying to figure this out one day and it just does not seem that there's a way to use Venmo as a business to pay another business. So in order to keep your personal and your business finances separate, I don't recommend using Venmo to, pl to pay your employee or your VA. If your VA insists that Venmo is the only type of payment they want, it's up to you to determine your level of comfort, which means you're basically going to take some risk of mixing personal and business finances. So once you've ironed out these details of organization, communication, how often you're going to pay them and how much, then you want to find a contract template online. I would just search for something like simple contractor template and modify it to include the agreements that you've made and then both sign it and keep it somewhere. Could be printed out in a file cabinet or even Google Drive so that you can both refer back to that in case there's any confusion later on. Now, if you talk to a lawyer, they will tell you, oh, you need to have a lawyer review any contract. While that's definitely a best case scenario, if you have the budget for it, having a contract reviewed by a lawyer or not is better than having no contract. So keep that in mind and hopefully you will maintain a really great relationship with your VA and just having your agreements in writing will facilitate and support that relationship. Okay, so those are the basics for why and how to hire your first or your next virtual assistant. I hope that this episode was helpful. I really hope you find someone to support your business with whom you have beautiful synergy, and I hope that they enable you to do better work and serve more people. As always, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for caring enough to teach yoga.